Inspiring interviews with today's top landlords. This is the Rental Income Podcast. And now, Dan Lane. My guest on the podcast today has a really inspiring story. He found himself in a really tight financial situation. He couldn't afford his mortgage. He couldn't afford his lifestyle anymore. And he had to figure out how to get out of this situation. And he stumbled upon rental properties, figured out that this was a great way to generate some passive income. He started buying rental properties, and now he has totally changed his life around, and he's living a, a great lifestyle today. So I, I want to hear his story. I want to figure out what he did, how he did it. But first, let's take a real quick break. We'll get a word in from our sponsor. We'll come back in 30 seconds, and we'll meet Akil Duramsey from Rochester, New York. Are you on track to achieve your financial goals? Income-producing real estate is the most historically proven way to accumulate wealth and has created more financial freedom than any other means. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best turnkey cash flow rental properties. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly income. Get your free strategy session with our knowledgeable investment counselors at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. Akil, I'm dying to hear your story. So l- let's start at the very beginning. How did you first get started? Well, Dan, it's a funny story. I, I bought my first primary residence in 2006. Um, I figured uh, with my W-2 and my wife's W-2, we'll, be, we'll have enough money to uh, swing the mortgage and taxes and everything else that comes with owning a home. Um, about a year later, reality kind of sunk in, and I figured out that uh, uh, it was uh, killing me. Uh, to say the least, um, paying the mortgage taxes and everything else. It was a stressful time for my family and I. Uh, so I started looking around to see if there was a way that I can have a passive income uh, uh, to to kind of hold on to the house that I had, which was uh, which was on the verge of getting a foreclosed on. Uh, so one night I was just Googling, looking at uh, real estate to see where I can buy. I'm originally from Long Island and houses here – generally go for about half a million and up and multifamilies go even higher than that. So while I was doing my research, I found um, Rochester, New York, uh, on top of the list for multifamilies in New York. Uh, This was on a Wednesday night. So I stayed up till about two, three o'clock in the morning, kind of just looking through everything and just shaking my head and saying, no way does this make sense where the prices were so um, attractive and the cash flow was just amazing. Um, to say the least, Saturday morning, that same week, my wife and I jumped in a truck at about 4 o'clock in the morning, drove six hours up to Rochester, spent the entire day there looking around um, at houses and neighborhoods, talking to people. Uh, and then we drove back the same night because uh, I wanted to save on the hotel bill. Uh, we did this for about three months, four months Um until uh, we decided to hire a realtor who, who showed us some houses and uh, some multifamilies. And in, in 2017, and I think it was May, uh, I'm sorry, in August, I bought my first uh, property, which was a six-unit apartment building. Now, I didn't know anything about real estate. I, was, I always had a passion to own houses and be a landlord, but I had nothing, I, I didn't know anything about commercial anything about, you know, mortgages and taxes and, and all this kind of stuff. But I jumped into it only because my, my back was against the wall and I was looking to lose my house here. 
So that's how I, I started in real estate. So you had, you know, because a, a lot of people will research and research and research and study for 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 months and months and months and, and years, but you seem to jump on this right away. So you bought your first place after researching for only three months. Yes. So That's incredible. What, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. What happened was, I mean, I mean, listen, I, you know, I'm at a point where I just bought my primary residence and um, I, I just can't pay the mortgage anymore. And uh, I had my back in, back against the wall and I had to do, some, do something sure. about it. So tell me about that first property you bought. Um, it's a six unit apartment building. Uh, it was in a very good condition. Uh, the owner that was uh, owner that I bought it from was living on the property. So it was in decent shape. It was fully rented. Uh, it was a commercial mortgage. Um, I obviously didn't have enough money to buy it. So I got my family members together one night and rallied it up and showed them the numbers and uh, said, hey, listen, uh, I need your help here. So they kind of uh, came up with uh, the down payment. Um, and my realtor was nice enough to find me a bank uh, that would lend me the remainder of the mortgage payment. And that's how uh, I got the first property. Now, how about you're you're trying to figure out when you're first getting started, you're trying to figure out the, the numbers, especially since you have family members that you want to make sure that you're going to be able to give them their, their money back. How did you know how to budget for repairs or um, different CapEx items that, that might come up, vacancy? Like, how were you kind of figuring that out? Uh, I, I kind of didn't know anything. Okay. So, <laughs> so I asked, you know, the realtor to help me out. There's an, there was an investor um, who was the broker for that uh, facility where the realtor worked. So I sat down with him. I said, hey, listen, you know, tell me what you go through on a monthly basis and expenses. Uh, I read some books. I did some research on research online. Uh, and there's there's some calculators you can look at online also. So I did all of this within the first three months just because, I, you know, I had I had to buy something to stop the bleeding. Sure. Um, so, uh, you know, picking people's brain, asking questions. I'm not very shy when it comes to kind of that kind of stuff. When I don't know something, I just go out and research and, and look it up and, and make sure that I you know become the subject matter expert in that. Now, from the time you bought that first property till you got your next property, how much time did you wait? Three months. Three, okay, so so you, you you researched the first property, you bought that property after three months, and then three months later you bought your second property. Yeah, so here's what happened. So the first one when I bought the first the first property I bought the six unit, after paying everybody off and the um, and the you know the maintenance and the mortgage and the taxes and all that, I was just about breaking even. So the so I was still bleeding. Mm-hmm. I had to go out and buy another property to kind of cover the spread between my W-2 and the mortgage payments I had on my primary residence. So I went out and, and, and I said, you know, I said, hey, listen, I got to buy another another big unit to cover some of these expenses that I still have. So I bought a four unit uh, that came on the market. Uh, I bought it from the same realtor again. He was in, he was in the market looking at looking at properties for me. Uh, and, and then from that four unit, I was I had enough cash flow to pay for the expenses on my primary residence and also 
to pay the all the other expenses of the full unit. Wow. Okay. That's that's awesome. So y- you were out of trouble by the time you had your your second property. Like you you, you didn't have financial problems anymore with with losing your the house you were living in. That's correct. Yes. After that's I bought awesome. the second four unit, it was it was it was a lot better. It was a sigh of relief. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, how about getting the financing? So you your family helped you out with the down payment. And your realtor helped you out w- with the bank. W- was it a complicated process getting the financing? It was a little complicating, only because uh, I didn't have any history. My, my primary residence uh, was with a big mortgage company uh, nationwide. So I went to him, them first, asking for the mortgage. I said, "Hey, you know, I'm here looking to buy a multifamily." Um, and, uh, obviously they refused to give me any money because, uh, I had no experience. I was only w- with them for about a year before I was asking for more money from them. So, uh, I, I worked with local banks within the Rochester community. Um, uh, and, uh, they looked at the numbers strictly because the commercial property obviously was strictly just the numbers that the, the property was producing itself. Uh, I had good credit. And so did my wife. So that kind of helped uh, uh, a lot uh, to get approved. But uh, working locally with banks uh, was it was a huge benefit. That's great. Now, did you keep buying properties uh, aggressively, like every couple of months, picking something else up? Oh yeah. After I bought my second four unit, I, I got the bug. I mean, I said, "Wow, this is amazing! I can probably retire from this in twelve months." So I continued uh, to be in the market. I bought a seven unit after that one, uh, which was also commercial. It was fully rented. Um, and soon after I was buying, uh, soon after that, we got into the 2008 and 2009 uh, mess where people were running away from the market and I was getting into the market. Uh, one good thing that was working towards uh, in benefit to me was uh, Rochester is a very slow, sleepy market. It only moves about three to four, maybe five percent uh, a year. And so uh, while the, the rest of the country was on fire, Rochester it dipped, but it didn't dip a lot. So there was a lot of foreclosures, short sales um, that came onto the market, which were for sale, which were were amazing prices. So I was making deals with uh, owner financing. I did some foreclosures. Uh, I attended some tax sales. Um, and I bought some of those. I did some uh, flips. Um, I did some turnkeys. I've done some wholesales through that time. Um, so uh, I did. Uh, I did continue to buy, and I and I do continue to buy now. Now, what about when the when the market crashed and we were in the recession? Did you have problems keeping tenants? Like, were they losing their jobs and not able to pay? Uh, no. So uh, in Rochester, New York, unfortunately, or fortunately to me, to my uh, benefit, uh, Rochester market, uh, there's not a big employment in Rochester. At one time, there was Bosch and Lom and Kodak that it was out of Rochester. Uh, they are gone. So about 70% of my uh, tenants, my customers, are on some sort of a government assistance program. So uh, when the market crashed and a lot of people lost their jobs, uh, I was able to uh, ride the wave 
uh, only because uh, it was government assistance and that didn't stop uh, through the through those 2008, 9, 10, 11 years. That's great. Now, is it a lot of work to to get the tenants on Section 8 or are they coming to you already approved and they, they've got their vouchers and the, the, the government's ready to start paying you? Yeah, so majority of the time, uh, the tenants that are coming to me are on on that program already. Uh, I I generally, uh, if it is uh, Section Eight, uh, there's some requirements that I have to fulfill and have my property up to their standards, and they come and do an inspection. Uh, but it's simple; it's very easy. Um, it doesn't take much. Uh, so most of the tenants that are coming to me are generally on that program already. A lot of people that don't like Section 8 say they don't like it because Section 8 tenants will trash your property or that there they may be rougher on properties and other tenants. Is that true? Somewhat. So I deal with my tenants as if they're my number one customer. Uh, I talk to almost every one of my customers at least once every two weeks. Um, you know, I stop by, if somebody had a baby, I would stop by and, and drop off a gift card or a little gift. Uh, you got to deal with, you got to handle them with care. And, and if you do, they, they respect your property and they take care of you. Um, so uh, yes, some of the clientele that you may get from, uh, from people that are on this, on this program, not all are destructive. As long as you treat them right, set the expectations from the beginning um, and uh, you'll have a much better uh, experience with them. It sounds like you're managing your properties right, because that's something that we've heard on this podcast so many times from people that are dealing with those lower-end properties that those tenants do need a lot more hands-on management, and I think it's great that you're in constant contact with them, You know, making sure that everything's okay and, and that they don't need help with anything. I think that's, I think that's good. I think that's really good that, uh, that, that you're managing them. So is it a lot of work to, to keep up with all your properties? Um, it's, it's somewhat, I've automated majority of my stuff to a point where, um, I don't get a lot of calls now. Um, I have a full-time, uh, employees that work for me. I've, I have now, um, established a property management, uh, company within Rochester, uh, where I'm managing uh, a few other people's properties and and, and my own. Um, but it, it's not a lot of work. Once you streamline stuff, uh, it, it, it becomes a lot easy. Every now and then, you'll have hiccups. I mean, every landlord does. Uh, but uh, majority of the time, uh, it's a pretty streamlined uh, experience at this point. How did you go from managing your properties to other people's properties? Was that something that you set out to do or did it just naturally happen? Well, it kind of naturally happened. So when I, when I bought my, when I was buying my few properties in the beginning in 2007 and eight, I ran into somebody um, who was uh, from out of town, from California, uh, looking at property. So he was using the same realtor as I was. So, uh, you know, as I was looking at property, so was he. So he said, hey, would you manage my property? Um, and I said, sure. You know, it's one property. No big deal. I'll take care of it for you. You know, it was more of a friend taking, taking care of friends. Um, and it turned out that the word got out. He met, he met another person in California who bought, who bought several properties here. 
uh, that that wanted me to manage it. Um, and then uh, there was also some people from Canada uh, and Singapore uh, that uh, got to got a word out and heard about me and reached out to me. Uh, I'm very selective of the properties that I manage only because um, I, I like to manage only a certain amount of properties because I want to do the right thing for these investors, especially the ones that are out of town um, and, and handle these properties as if they're my own. Uh, because at the end of the day, you know, as a landlord, as an investor, all you want is your cash flow. Um, so I, I, any property that I take on, I generally take about a week just to kind of research the property, look at the neighborhood. I, I go a few times to meet the tenants um, uh, I walk the property inside and out. I report back to the investor, let them know, Hey, these, these are the things that I think that we should uh, take care of prior to me getting on board and managing these properties. Um, just because I, I want to make sure that, you know, Hey, if you want me to manage a property, uh, it, it'll have to be in pristine condition and I'll keep it in pristine condition going forward. Could you give us, give us some advice on, how much leverage is, is a good amount of leverage to have on a property? I know this is something people struggle with a lot that people don't know if they should put a lot of money into a property or if they should take on as much leverage as they can. Like, is there a good rule of thumb that, that you go by? Um, I like 80, 20, um, I belong to several real estate groups uh, locally here, um, and you know everybody has their own take on this. Uh, I've talked to many people, and they say, "Hey, listen, I leverage everything I possibly can. Um, this way, I can buy more with little." Um, in my in my view, I like to have twenty percent leveraged, eighty percent cash only because I like to have a decent cash flow, monthly cash flow on my properties. If I do need to buy something, um, I have a line of credit where, uh, you know, I, I, I pull money, uh, against properties that I have, uh, pledged not for, not for mortgage, but for line of credit. So on demand, I just pull money out. Uh, if I'm attending an auction or if somebody comes forward and says, Hey, listen, this is a pocket deal inside deal. And, uh, you know, I have to come up with cash immediately. I buy that, but that's for the short term for six months, a year. And then I, you know, it's usually paid off within that time and I'm back to cash flowing. I think that's great. Lines of credits are really, really a, a great tool to buy properties. When, when you find those, that those really good deals, a lot of times you have to move quickly and you don't have time to wait for a bank financing. Well, Akil, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's really inspiring to see how you went from, almost being bankrupt and losing your house to have built this really great business today. If anyone wants to learn more about you or track you down online, what's the best way for someone to find you? Uh, they can go to Dimensions Property Management, dimensionsisplural.com, or they can uh, reach me at uh, info at dimensionspropertymanagement.com. If you missed that, I will go ahead and put links on the website at rentalincomepodcast.com slash episode 113. Thank you so much for subscribing. I really appreciate it. We'll be back with a new episode next Tuesday. My name is Dan Lane, and this has been the Rental Income Podcast. I didn't like the idea that if something were to happen to me, my family was going to struggle financially. I mean, they're still going to have to pay the mortgage payment, car loans, credit cards, 
and whatever other living expenses they have. So I got life insurance and it gives me a lot of peace of mind to know that they're not going to struggle. They're going to have some time to get back on their feet again. Policy Genius's technology makes it really easy to compare life insurance quotes from the top insurance companies in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. If you have life insurance through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it also might not follow you if you were to leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. One of the things that I love about Policy Genius is that their agents work for you, not for the insurance companies, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. I've put a lot of time, effort, and money into building my rental portfolio. It's something I'm very proud of, something I want to protect, and something I want to keep in my family for a long time. That's why I put together an estate plan. With Trust and Will, you can create and manage your own custom estate plan starting at just $199. Just go to trustandwill.com slash RIP and you'll get 10% off plus free document shipping. I thought about doing a will for a long time, but I thought it was going to be very complicated, confusing, and expensive, and I just kept putting it off. Luckily, I found trust and will, and the whole process could not have been easier. My wife and I sat down one Saturday morning over a cup of coffee. We went to trustandwill.com. They walked us through a series of questions, and at the end, we got our own state-specific and customized will for our needs. Trust and Will has made estate planning easy and accessible for everybody. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash RIP. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash RIP. I didn't like the idea that if something were to happen to me, my family was going to struggle financially. I mean, they're still going to have to pay the mortgage payment, car loans, credit cards, and whatever other living expenses they have. So I got life insurance, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind to know that they're not going to struggle. They're going to have some time to get back on their feet again. Policy Genius's technology makes it really easy to compare life insurance quotes from the top insurance companies in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. If you have life insurance through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it also might not follow you if you were to leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. One of the things that I love about Policy Genius is that their agents work for you, not for the insurance companies, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes 
and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.